the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thank you so so much for joining us this morning at 7 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock on a Monday, the 11th morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2019. And you know what that day means. I really love uh, the Semper Fi Fund that Hugh Hewitt was working so hard for this morning, uh, raising money to help our wounded veterans, to help all of our veterans, but especially those who are in the most need of help, those who need us to step up for them as they stepped up for us. Just absolutely love that. There is patriotism on display everywhere. Well, I'd like to say everywhere on this Veterans Day. I'd like to say there is patriotism on display in all facets of our country and our life, but sadly and unfortunately, it's not true. Uh, there are still those who refuse to honor our patriots and those who refuse to honor our current military and those who refuse to honor uh, those who have given us the greatness uh, that is America and that is American exceptionalism, those who have nourished the tree of liberty and watered it with their own blood, with their own sacrifices, there are sadly far too many who do not appreciate what we have been given and who are not willing to fight, uh, either literally in the form of the military or verbally, societally, for this country to save and preserve and protect this republic. Uh, that's why Veterans Day is so important for all of us to honor, for all of, all of us to recognize, to say thank you to every veteran you see. I saw a guy... No joke. This was not not today, obviously. It's early. Uh, this was Saturday or Friday. When did I fill up my car? It was it was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. That's right, because Saturday was a football game. Friday uh, uh, late afternoon, I was filling up my car, and I heard one gentleman say to another gentleman, one pump over, uh, where did you serve? And it was a younger guy. And the guy said, um, I was actually over in England. And the the gentleman that was closest to me that I heard ask the question said, I was in Vietnam. 
And it struck me then, as it often does, that if you ever hear it or if you ever see one of those hats that identify a veteran as being a Vietnam veteran or somebody wearing a hat that says World War II or anything else that identifies themselves. And, you know, the World War II veterans are a lot harder to find now, of course, given the age uh, and the distance uh, from then to now. But anytime you see those kinds of things, seriously, don't wait until November 11th. Don't wait until Veterans Day or Memorial Day or one of the days that we have set aside kind of to honor them. A quick handshake, a quick thank you for your service is so very important to them. And I can tell you because I did it on a Friday. And that's exactly what I'm talking about, just a handshake. Thank you for your service, sir. These guys, and I don't want to sing, uh, single out anybody, whether they served in Korea or Vietnam or they served in the uh, uh, in the Gulf War, you know, the first Gulf War or Afghanistan, uh, Iraq or anywhere else, uh, you know, since uh, the days of 9-11, uh, anywhere else for that matter. But especially, I just wanted to point out the Vietnam veterans because we know how that whole thing went down. We know how when they came home, how they were treated and and, and the disrespect. So especially when you see one of them wearing a Vietnam veteran hat, a thank you for your service goes such a long way, I believe, in letting them know that they are respected. Let it, letting them know that, you know, the, the treatment that they got from the uh, anti-war and anti-American uh, folks, generally the anti-war left uh, back in those days when they came home. Uh, that's not who we are as a country. It's not who we are were then, despite the representation of such. And it's certainly not who we are now. You give one of those guys a handshake, it's something they'll remember for, for weeks. Uh, so at any rate, today is the day that we honor and say thank you to our patriotic uh, Americans who have served in this great country. Uh, those who are still active military and who are serving today, you have our thanks. You have, have our eternal gratitude because you put your life on the line for us every time you put on the uniform and you go into a forward area. You go into a, uh, into a combat zone or you go into a place where you're in on just a peacekeeping mission, but it, you know it could be dangerous. You don't know what you are facing. Every time you, um, you know, as long as you are in the service, honestly, um, you are putting your life on the line for all of us, and we say thank you. You never know when you're going to get called up. You never know when it's going to be your time to be deployed, which means every day um, is, is a precious gift. And today, on this day, we honor you for that. All right, uh, 12 minutes after 9 o'clock. We have so much work to do today. Congressman Jim Jordan is going to be joining us next hour at about 10 minutes after 10 o'clock. So we're going to talk, of course, about the latest... Over the weekend, uh, on the impeachment proceedings front. And as you can imagine, uh, we knew this was going to happen. Adam Schiff, Shifty Schiff, as he is sometimes known by the president. Pencil neck Adam Schiff, as he is other times known by the president. Um, has gone ahead and done exactly what we knew he would do. He is denying the GOP. Uh, the opportunity to call witnesses. They have submitted a witness list that they would like to talk to. Somehow, some way, Adam Schiff gets to decide who gets to speak and who doesn't get to speak, who gets to testify, who doesn't, including the whistleblower. Including the whistleblower. And he has made his mind up that the whistleblower is not going to testify. The Republicans cannot subpoena him. He's in full control of the country at this moment in time. I want I want to say that again, and I want you to understand that that's not a an overstatement. That is not hyperbole. Adam Schiff, because he is trying to remove the president of the United States from office, and he gets to set the conditions 
because of the ridiculous sham resolution that they passed two weeks ago. He is kind of in uh, control of the country right now, and that is a terrifying prospect. I want you to listen to a little bit of House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who spoke uh, with Maria Bartiromo on Fox News, uh, Fox News Channel yesterday, talking about this orchestrated coup being led by the extraordinarily outsized power of Adam Schiff. What we did, we, we sat with Devin, the Intel Community Committee, we sat with uh, Oversight and uh, Foreign Affairs, and we looked at it. We looked at all what has transpired. Remember that uh, Adam Schiff started this all by wanting the whistleblower to testify. And now Adam Schiff gets to decide who comes forward, and now he's fighting the whistleblower from coming forward. Why is he doing that? Is it because we found out that he met and the staff met with him? Is it because we found out now the whistleblower's attorney had tweeted that the coup had started, that impeachment will follow ultimately, that he predicted this attorney, that CNN will play a key role? Maria, it is clear now more than ever. This is a calculated coup, and it is being orchestrated by Adam Schiff. We are watching him orchestrate a takedown of a president after we just celebrated 30 years of taking down the Berlin Wall. Every word, accurate. It is a calculated coup being orchestrated by the man who has become the most powerful man in Washington, D.C., the chair of the Intel Committee, Adam Schiff, who was voted to have this outsized power, more so than the Judiciary Committee chair, more so than the Speaker herself, who, of course, is puppet-stringing this whole this entire thing. So you could say she's the most powerful, and in a way she is, but, uh, but right now Adam Schiff gets to call all the shots. He claims he is just trying to follow the story to find the truth. But as Lindsey Graham said yesterday, also on uh, Fox News Channel, um, Adam Schiff has no interest in the truth. What's going to happen? When you find out who the whistleblower is, I'm confident you're going to find out it's somebody from the deep state. You're going to find out that they had interactions with, uh, with the Schiff, and this thing's going to uh, stink to high heaven. And the only reason we don't know who the whistleblower is, that it hurts their cause. They're not trying to find the truth here. If you really wanted to know the truth about why uh, Joe Biden said what he did about the prosecutor, if you don't fire this guy, we're going to cut off the money. Well, let's find out, did his, was Hunter Biden in the crosshairs of the prosecutor? This is not about Schiff finding the truth. This is about Schiff trying to destroy the Trump presidency. Mueller looked at Trump two years, $25 million, 40 FBI agents, and didn't find anything. Now we got it in the hands of Schiff and Nadler. If you think Schiff is looking for the truth, uh, you shouldn't be allowed to drive anywhere in America because that's a ridiculous concept. Well, you- um, yeah, that's it's pretty much that simple. This is not about the truth. This is about trying to destroy the Trump presidency. And how do we know this? How do we know that this is this entire impeachment affair has nothing to do with anything that Donald Trump said about Ukraine or did in the phone call with the president of Ukraine? How do we know this? All we have to do is, again, just go back and listen to the Democrats long before that phone call ever took place. Remember Sharia Tlaib? Come on, Sharia. Don't don't back on me now. All right, Sharia doesn't want to speak right now. Sharia Tlaib, of course, is one who screamed, let's impeach the mother blanker. Uh, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, they all talked about how we have to impeach Donald Trump. Impeach Donald Trump. This is long before the phone call ever was made. So that lets you know that everything you just heard from McCarthy, 
and and Lindsey Graham is 100% accurate. This is about destroying a president long before anything that the uh, the um, uh, phone call might have ever presented them with an opportunity to explore. All right, so much more to get into. want you to be a part of the show. We are guest-free in hour number one. We have Congressman Jim Jordan coming up at the top of hour number two. But if you want to get in and talk about the weekend's happening, if you want to reflect on Veterans Day as well, if you want to call and thank a veteran in your life, it's also a special broadcast for that purpose, 216-901-0945, This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. Nine twenty-three. Now the Bob France Authority on AM fourteen twenty. The answer once again. Congressman uh, Jim Jordan will be joining us at about ten ten this morning. So make sure you tune in for that. He is always great for uh, analysis of what's going on in the impeachment sham, the mockery of the impeachment process being perpetrated right now by uh, congressional Democrat Democrats. Uh, by the way, uh, Jim Jordan is now officially. We did not get a chance to talk about this on Friday. Not sure exactly when it became official, but he is now officially on. The Intelligence Committee. So Congressman Jordan, who has been one of the lead bulldogs in defense of, are you ready for this? The Constitution, not just the president. In defense of the Constitution, constitutional powers granted to the executive, the executive branch, the president, and the presidency. That's what he is working and fighting in defense of. It's extremely important, in my opinion, to note that. That's what Jim Jordan and others, including Devin Nunez, Doug Collins, um, uh, uh, Matt Gates, and others, uh, they are fighting to defend the Constitution and the presidency, not just Donald J. Trump. That needs to be pointed out. It's extremely important because that's what this is all about. And uh, he's going to be able to do some great work on the Intelligence Committee, we hope anyway. Um, uh, from that position. Uh, other huge news today as we talk about the deep state operatives that have been working to subvert the, the, um, platform of the president, the policies of the president, and quite frankly, the presidency come from former UN ambassador to the, uh, or ambassador to the United Nations. That's redundant. Um, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley has a new book out and she is doing interviews and she is discussing the book, which has been obtained by a number of news outlets in advance of its official release, in advance of its re- official release on Tuesday, tomorrow. In the book, Nikki Haley, the former ambassador, describes the deep state attempts to stop President Donald Trump from carrying out his own policies by some of his highest-level cabinet officials, including his former chief of staff, General John Kelly, and including his former Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson. Openly, not just, no, let me rephrase. I won't even say openly defying the president. That would have been courageous. That would have been responsible. If you're a cabinet member who's tasked with helping the president formulate policy and helping the president run the country, if you disagree with one of his calls, open defiance and saying, Mr. President, I disagree, sir. We should not do this. We should do that. That would be reasonable. And then if you decide, you know what? It's not going to work. I completely disagree with your philosophy here. I'm going to step down. Then you do that. 
But instead of open defiance, what they did was covert resistance. They subverted the president's uh, mission, his philosophy, his policies, and they openly courted Nikki Haley. Well, again, maybe I'm using the wrong adverb there. It wasn't open. It was covertly courted Nikki Haley to try to get her to join them into undermine into undermining the president's policies. It should have been, go tell the president what your differences are and quit if you don't like what he's doing. But to undermine a president is really a very dangerous thing and it goes against the constitution and it goes against what the american people want and it was was offensive it was beyond offensive and i haven't read the book yet and i haven't heard all the specifics but she did talk about how uh how uh, kelly and um tillerson uh did not agree with the president did not like the president did not trust the president yet sat they accepted the appointments to the cabinet and and rather than saying, you know what, we're going to work with this president and we're going to make him and America the greatest that it can be and they can be, they decided to essentially act as um, uh, resistance members, members of the deep state, while on the president's cabinet. That's what Nikki Haley is revealing. And I'll tell you something else. Nikki Haley, who is already a conservative favorite for running for the presidency in 2024. I think by writing this book and exposing what is being done to the president is only enhancing her credentials, and I salute her for doing this. But the one negative aspect of this that we have to consider, quite frankly, is what does it say about the president's judgment? Because the president appointed John Kelly. The president appointed Rex Tillerson. The president appointed Jeff Sessions, who turned out to be a disaster, and as much as I like him and liked him, turned out to be a disaster as attorney general. The president does have some questions to answer as it pertains to his own judgment when it comes to the people he hires. Because he hired some people who either failed him in Sessions' case or, or outright um, uh, tried to subvert his, his command in the cases of Kelly and of Tillerson. But Nikki Haley is exposing all of that, and I think this is fantastic. Um, the other thing that I should point out here in, in putting a wrap on this part, if you look at the accomplishments of Donald J. Trump in his first three years in office, a little shy of three years now, if you look at where we are as a country, and if you look at, and I don't want to list all the accomplishments, you know how I feel about these things, you know, we could talk about the growth of the economy and the jobs and the deregulation and businesses expanding and, 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 and you know, foreign policy and getting out of the Paris climate. We could do all of those things for, for an hour. But can you imagine how much good that the president could have done for this country had he not been facing the unprecedented obstruction of the Democrat Party, the unprecedented criticism and condemnation and open rebellion from the supposedly fair and neutral and balanced mainstream media. And if he had not had to uh, face obstruction and subversion from people within his own administration, you look at all of the people that have tried to take him down and tried to obstruct his his, uh, America First agenda. Can you imagine if he just had been given a fair shake? If the media covered him fairly instead of working as an enemy of the people. If the Democrats had just said, we don't like the fact that there's a Republican president. We never have liked the fact that there's a Republican president, but we have to work with him to get things done for the country. Instead of 
oh my God, we hate this Republican president because he beat our uh, princess Hillary or future Queen Hillary, and now we have to remove him rather than work with him. And if he had people who were under his command, on his his cabinet, and in his administration who actually were willing to help carry out his agenda, can you imagine how much greatness we would have already experienced? All right, think about that. If you want to talk about it, 216-901-0945. We'll get news now. Come right back with you on AM 1420, The Answer. Is this or is this not the Lone Ranger theme? I think this is the Lone Ranger theme. <laughs> I was looking for some patriotic music, and I think we did. We did. We just got the Lone Ranger. Uh, okay, uh, Happy Veterans Day, 2019. Thanks so much for uh, spending time with us today. And again, as I said in the open, if you uh, come across a veteran today. And as a matter of fact, let's extend that, as I also pointed out in the open. If you come across a veteran any day, when you when they are identified it as such, maybe they're wearing a T-shirt, maybe they're wearing a cap, something that shows that they are a veteran, it means the world to them to just get a thank you. Uh, please share it with them as we uh, remember every one of them. And I shouldn't say that as if uh, this is in memoriam. That is kind of what Memorial Day is for. But this is for all veterans, living and departed, active and retired. Uh, thank you to all service members who keep our country safe. All right, two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Either one of those numbers gets you here. If you want to tweet to me, Facebook comment to me, or parlor comment to me, you do that at France Radio F R A N T Z Radio, all one word, no spaces and no underscores. All right, I want to get uh, a little bit more audio for you here because uh, it was a very busy uh, Sunday yesterday on the uh, on the Sunday talk shows. Uh, whether it's uh, Nikki Haley, which I think was extreme extremely important, and I do want your reactions to that too. In fact, I desperately want your reactions to the Nikki Haley news. Nikki Haley uh, revealing in her book and then through interviews that um, uh, John Kelly, General John Kelly, former chief of staff, and Rex Tillerson, former secretary of state, were working to subvert the president from the inside. It is extremely uh, disturbing to find that out on several fronts, including, by the way, the fact that the president somehow decided that they were trustworthy and appointed them. That, in uh, in and of itself, is a bit of a concern. Uh, but I also want to share with you some uh, some other audio uh, about the ongoing attempt, the coup, to um, uh, remove the president of the United States. Gave you some of uh, Kevin McCarthy, gave you some of uh, Lindsey Graham. I want to give you a little bit of Rand Paul now. Rand Paul spoke yesterday um, on uh, uh, NBC with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. And Rand Paul had some very important questions, such as if the Democrats are going to impeach Trump on this trumped up Ukraine, no pun intended, trumped up Ukrainian phone call nonsense, how on earth can they justify allowing Hillary Clinton to skate? I think you're right, Chuck, but I think an equal number of people are upset that Hillary Clinton hired a British spy to hire Russians to get dirt called the Steele dossier. So here's Hillary Clinton in the middle of a campaign hiring a... And I love, by the way, Rand Paul... I love that Rand Paul went on Chuck Todd, who is just about the most dishonest piece of garbage journalist, and I use that word in air quotes, working in mainstream media today. I want you to think about what I just said. And I know this might upset my friend Hugh Hewitt because he works on uh, on uh, NBC, uh, and he works on uh, works with Chuck Todd, talks to him every Thursday. 
Chuck Todd, to me, is worse than Paul Krugman he, uh, at the New York Times. He, he is worse than just about any mainstream journalist today because he is in, sits in the chair that was once reserved for true journalism and true greatness, true honest analysis of what is going on in Washington, Washington D.C. in this country. As the host of Meet the Press, he is absolutely doing the memory of Tim Russert in, in extreme disservice. He is an absolute partisan hack portraying himself to be the voice of 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 you know of journalistic integrity. So I love that Rand Paul went on to Chuck Todd's program on Meet the Press, knowing what Chuck Todd has said repeatedly on his program and also in interviews with Hugh Hewitt, and that is that he dismisses the Steele dossier as being anything of evidentiary value whatsoever. The Steele dossier, oh, that was nothing. That had that was that, that is such an overcooked uh, uh, story by the by the Republicans. He claims. Never mind the fact that that dossier was used, first of all, paid for by the DNC on behalf of Hillary Clinton, paying foreign actors, British spy Christopher Steele, who used Russian intelligence to put into this dossier to turn it into the FISA court in order to get a warrant to spy on private American citizens who happen to be working for Donald Trump. I mean, it's it's egregious anyway. Chuck Todd hates the Steele dossier line. Rand Paul went on Chuck Todd, Chuck Todd and said, Steele dossier, right in his face. I think you're right, Chuck, but I think an equal number of people are upset that Hillary Clinton hired a British spy to hire Russians to get dirt called the Steele dossier. So here's Hillary Clinton in the middle of a campaign hiring a foreign spy agency or a foreign spy. Right, you did it again to me. Agency. You did it again. Um, you went back and uh, said, okay, there's behavior that's bad over here. There's behavior that's bad over there. Uh, all that well, does is condition us thing, for Chuck. more bad behavior. When do we put a stop to no, it? No, but what it says is, no, it, what I'm asking for is that they be treated equally. And I think the American public is going to say, if you didn't do anything to Hillary Clinton for hiring a... Ah, doggone it, it cut out on me. Apologies. Uh, you know what, let's go back to it. I, I want to hear the rest of that. If you didn't, uh, uh, this is Rand Paul on, with uh, Chuck Todd uh yesterday on meet the press let me see if we can pick that up close to the same spot here sorry about that and yeah it's all refreshing on me at the wrong time i I think you're right no what i'm asking for is that they be treated equally and i think the american public is going to say if you didn't do anything to hillary clinton for hiring a foreign spy why is it all of a sudden wrong for president trump to try to make a country investigate someone well what i would say is that people want them to be treated fairly i'm not saying two wrongs make a right i'm not even saying i would have done it that way all i'm saying is is that you're going to impeach president trump and you're going to give hillary clinton a you know let her skate so then i think people see that as unfair and so it becomes partisan that's why no republicans voted for impeachment so you listen to that hack who is honestly the most aggravating piece of trash journalist working in media today chuck todd and i would call him that to his face and that's why whenever i fill in for hugh hewitt on thursdays chuck todd always cancels his appearance i'm not sure if he knows me by name but staffers must be telling him uh hugh's got a guest host on from cleveland don't go on the air because i i would have this out with him and he wants no part of this kind of a conversation did you hear what he tried to say to Rand paul oh so two wrongs make a right what are you in fourth grade no, it's not about two wrongs making a right, but it's about if Hillary skated on on buying, literally paying money for foreign intelligence to impact the election. And she did. The DNC did. How can the same people who said that's no problem scream at Donald Trump and try to impeach him 
for, uh, and again, this was this didn't even happen, but this is their allegation for asking a foreign uh, 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 country for intelligence um, on on a political opponent in the exact same way. I mean, literally, the exact same thing is what the allegation is. Now, the difference is that Hillary and the DNC followed through. They got their bought and paid for Russian information from a British spy put into the Trump dossier. Phony is a $3 bill. They got that information. Donald Trump, even in the allegation of quid pro quo, which is false, but even if the allegation had been true, if he did ask for information about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and Ukrainian access to the Obama White House in exchange for aid, you know, a billion billion dollars or more in aid, even if he had done that, how come one is, is, is excusable, the other is impeachable? Think about that. That's all Rand Paul is saying. And Chuck Todd's in there going, well, you can't talk about past bad things being a justification for current bad things. No, you can't. But you can't impeach one and give the other one a complete pass. The hypocrisy is just beyond the pale. That's the problem here. That's the biggest part of the problem here. And Chuck Todd knows it. Now, I, after saying that, I feel it's incumbent upon me to again reiterate the part that they are accusing him of is 100% false. How do we know this? Because it doesn't matter what witnesses say, what Sondland said or Taylor said or anybody else said. We have the transcript. Number one, there is no quid pro quo in the transcript. Number two, the president of Ukraine said he did not feel pressured to do anything in order to obtain American military aid. Over a billion dollars worth. Number three, the aid was not withheld. The aid was eventually given to the Ukrainians, despite, number four, the fact that they didn't do any investigation of Burisma and uh, Hunter Biden or Joe Biden or anybody else. So how can it be a quid pro quo if, number one, the president on the other side did not feel any pressure or feel any uh, uh, you know, extortion or bribery or any of those kind of things, those words that they're throwing around, uh, and, number two, the aid was given without any conditions being met whatsoever? That means this entire thing is a sham, all of it. And the worst part about it is, in this sham process, they are not even giving Donald Trump due process to point out all of the above. They're not even giving him due process, not allowing witnesses to be called that can just clear all of this up. It is an absolute sham. And here, let's go back to Lindsey Graham. Again, yesterday with Maria Bartiromo on Fox News, uh, Fox News Channel, talking about what Donald Trump is being denied, especially when compared to previous presidents who faced impeachment. Well, we looked at every other impeachment, uh, the Nixon impeachment, the Clinton impeachment, and we found out that the president's counsel was allowed to cross-examine witnesses making accusations against the president. That's not allowed here. The president's counsel cannot participate in the intel committee inquiries. It's been done behind closed doors. Everything afforded Nixon and Clinton has been denied Trump. So this is the first time ever that impeachment has been driven by a member of Congress rather than outside counsel. There was outside counsel in Nixon, there was outside counsel in Clinton, and Mueller was an outside counsel. The first time in the history that we've had a partisan politician push impeachment, and the the process in the House is way different than what happened in the past, and denying the Republicans the ability to to trace the Hunter Biden uh, conflict of interest 
this storyline and deny them the ability to expose the whistleblower again is basically denying the president the ability to defend himself and what are they hiding what are they hiding and moreover why are they denying the president the ability to defend himself how can adam schiff be allowed to be the single arbiter the sole decision maker the ruler the king with the scepter deciding who can testify and who can't testify as they try to remove a sitting president from power i want you to think about that and then i also want adam schiff to think about this once more lindsey graham laying it on the on the line yesterday. I think the big deal is that, that Hunter Biden's serving on a board of a gas company that's being investigated by the Ukrainian government. Uh, in February, they raid the house of the guy who owns the gas company. Then you see a lot of interaction uh, with Joe Biden calling the president of the Ukraine. Then you see meetings between uh, Hunter Biden's business partner and John Kerry, and all of a sudden the case goes away. I think it's important that we find out what really did happen regarding the firing of the prosecutor and what was the conflict of interest that Hunter Biden had. But back to the whistleblower, it's impossible to bring this case forward, in my view, fairly, without us knowing who the whistleblower is and having a chance to cross-examine them about any biases that they may have. So if they don't call the whistleblower in the House, this thing is dead on arrival in the Senate. That last line. He just he just laid it all out there. If they don't call Eric Charamella, who is widely acknowledged to be the whistleblower, it's just that none of these elected officials can say his name. I don't know why, but they can't or won't or both. But if uh, they don't force Eric Charamella, who is not a whistleblower, not in the legal sense of the word, because he didn't go to the inspector general of the proper channels to tell them what his concerns were. He wasn't even a first-hand material witness to the alleged complaint that he has. Somebody else told him, hey, I was on a call listening in on the president talking to another president, and this is what I think is a problem here. Well, why aren't you the whistleblower then? Why don't you report it to the right person? Instead, they reported it to Eric Charmella. CIA operative, Joe Biden crony, Barack Obama uh, uh, employee holdover, and then he becomes the whistleblower, secondhand, and then he didn't even blow the whistle by going to the inspector general. He went to deep state working Adam Schiff's staff. And for 18 days they strategized on this before going to the inspector general with it and actually reporting it to the place it should be, and then claiming we have an impeachable offense here. Are you kidding? He's not even a whistleblower. But since he's being called the whistleblower, he absolutely must testify. He's the accuser. And the accuser must be cross-examined by the defense of the president, especially if they're going to try to take something as extraordinary uh, as, uh, as impeachment up here uh, as a response to all of this. It is simply unfathomable. All right, I've got more, but I want to take a time out right now. It's 9.50. If you want to get in, dial now, 216-901-0945. I apologize. I know I've got a lot going on here. It's a Monday. It's a busy weekend. We had a lot of audio here for you, but I'll get to your calls coming up on AM 1420, The Answer.
Now heard through downtown, through Greater Cleveland, on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. Nine fifty-five. Now the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer as uh, we say thank you once again to all veterans and active duty personnel right now on this Veterans Day 2019. We'll go to West Park here and uh, say good morning to Jim. Uh, Jim, you're on AM 1420. The answer. Go ahead. Yes. Um, the Carter Page was part of the Steele dossier for yeah. the reason for um, them to spy on Donald Trump. And they accused him, Carter Page, of owning 19% of Rosneft Oil Company, which is the largest oil company in Russia. And it was just not true. He wasn't. Uh, Rex Tillerson's in the mix, too. Uh, he is a CEO of either ExxonMobil or BP or one of them. And then there's yeah, I, believe was, guy, I, believe it was, I believe it was Exxon where he was. Yeah. Igor Sitchin, we had sanctions on him and his company, but not his oil company. So there was all this stuff going on. It was just a big lie. Yeah, well, of course it was. Uh, all and, right, and, that's it. That's all I got. Okay, Jim, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Of course it was. And that's why this... Look, I want to go back to the issue that I was discussing about the fact that they have been screaming for impeachment long before this phone call ever happened. Do you remember, this is from July 17th. This was the big rhubarb, this uh, big brouhaha that... Uh, rhubarb is the wrong word. But, but, but uh, at any rate, uh, that uh, happened after Donald Trump said about Ilhan Omar that she should go back uh, to her own country, her country of origin, and fix things there, and then and show us how it's done. Then you can come back here and try to tell us how to do it over here, right? And, of course, the left turned that into, he told her to go back where she came from and turned it into a racist scribe, right? That's what they do. This is what they always do. And the squids held a four-squid press conference at the time, and this is they, they wanted to impeach Donald Trump over just telling Ilhan Omar to go back to Somalia and uh, and fix the government there. He wasn't saying you're not welcome here. He said go back and fix that country, then tell us about this one. Now, she was born in America, and that's one of the reasons why the left went crazy. Well, that's not where she's from, but that's her country of origin. Um, and, and Rashia Tlaib, same thing. Uh, and, and let's just listen to them here. This is what Omar said on July 17th of this year. It is time for us to stop allowing this president to make a mockery out of our Constitution. It's time for us to impeach this president. Over what? Because he said something you didn't like? Because he said, no, she's not the one who's born here, by the way. Tlaib was born here. I, I get, I get uh, Sharia Tlaib and Jihad Omar confused sometimes. My apologies. But um, this was July 17th. That phone call with Ukraine didn't happen until July 25th. Isn't that kind of interesting? Here's Sharia Tlaib. This is what she said on the uh, very same day. We remain focused on holding him accountable to the laws of this land and accountable to the American people. I heard, urge 
House leadership, many of my colleagues, to take action to impeach this lawless president today. See, they've been talking about impeachment. That was just July 17th now, okay? So again, a, a full week before the Ukraine, Ukraine phone call. And yet now we're supposed to believe that Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, Sharia Tlaib, Jihad Omar, Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, and the rest of them are just all, oh my gosh, we're aghast, we're astounded. We didn't know that this phone call had happened, and now that we had a whistleblower tell us about it, we, it's incumbent upon us to follow through on this and to impeach if necessary, because if this might be an impeachable offense. They decided to impeach three years ago and have spent the last three years looking for a reason. The Evidence is overwhelming. Screams of cries for impeachment have been going on for three years. And now they think they've found their excuse. They've found their reason. That is not what the impeachment process is for. 10 o'clock, news time now. Congressman Jim Jordan coming up next right here. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.